Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach, and we're glad that you're here. I'll be joined in just a moment by this week's guest, but before that, I want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project. All of our content here at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we rely upon the contributions of our listeners in order to do so. You will never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost money to put a show like this together, so if you find what we're doing here valuable and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going, and it helps us reach other men just like you. God's blessings, fellas. Enjoy the show. All right, folks, uh, we're on today with two guests, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. Who are you? Natalie, go first. <laughs> I am Natalie. I am a sophomore at MLC studying elementary education, very involved with uh, work, homework, and um, my work for admissions, and yeah. You're a very busy person. <laughs> Every time I see you in the cafeteria, I try to talk to you, you list off a thousand different things you have to do that day. Yeah, I usually fill my schedule pretty well if just I'm always involved doing something, uh, hence here on a Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) What else would you rather do on a Friday night, right? I was just folding laundry, so this (laughs) is pretty good. Well, I hid hid both my hampers back there because I haven't folded laundry in like a week and a half, so yeah, (laughs) it is what it is. All right, what does an admissions job look like as as a student employee? Well, uh, we all pretty much give tours and uh, work with the high school groups that come up here. Um, However, we each have like individual roles on the side of that. Um, My huge passion is letter writing. So they put me in charge of what's called follow-up. So I write letters to all of the high school students that... uh, meet with the admissions counselors and then write them a note and communicate and build relationships with them, which has been really cool, especially having this new freshman class up here because I've communicated with some oh, of I them already. About that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I believe that's cool. And so then, um, obviously, we're talking about men's style today. So you want to explain <laughs> why you're here? Why is Natalie on this podcast? <laughs> well, um, I'm still trying to figure some of that out. <laughs> but um, I do have experience as far as like fashion goes with uh, linked up with thrifting. Um, my When I was 16, um, starting going into my... The, when I was 16, starting the June, my junior year of high school, I figured out I wanted to start and open this uh, business thrift account on Instagram. And I could have gone through Poshmark or other things, but I wanted to make this solely my own, um, not go through all of uh, the cuts where Poshmark gets their cut. But I wanted to start this, so I just started thrifting and sourcing. And eventually, I figured out what people like to buy, um, what I thought was in style or up and coming, And then I ended up selling this and it actually built it up pretty um, well. I ended up hitting 10,000 followers on Instagram. I've shipped to 46 out of the 50 states and um, sold over uh, 1,700 items. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So how much, like, do you, do you utilize that then for yourself? Like when you want, when you want new clothes, you're looking for new items or whatever? I suppose you got you can pretty much get whatever you want then at this point. Oh, right? for sure. I was just telling someone at dinner tonight. It's one was one of my favorite things because I had the biggest closet ever. <laughs> it did not change the 
um, amount of value of an item, how no matter if I wore it a few times and then sold it. So that's why it was so cool because I could have such a diverse style and try new things without ta taking the repercussion of uh, the money aspect of it. Um, so it was really cool in that way, but also, you know, I just thrift a bunch for my dad, my mom, my brother, uh, my boyfriend at the time, like everyone in my life. I was like, oh, like I found this for you. Like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like no people would send me on hunts <laughs> for certain things. You have no idea how many times um, his your boyfriend at the time yeah. was my roommate and how many times he would come back from a weekend <laughs> spending with you and he'd be like wearing a new sweater. So I'm like, where'd you find that? He's like, ah. Oh. Natalie got it for him. Like, yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> you don't know how many how many times that happened. So not only are you well dressed, but everyone around you is well dressed, and they don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, I found this for you. Whether like my dad hates shopping, but I'm like, well, half of it I just buy for you, or certain things I can't hold back. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to the podcast. Woo. Cool. Zach, tell us a little about about yourself too, man. Yeah, uh, my name's Zach Clement. I'm from. Uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin, go to MLC. I'm a junior on the staff ministry track. Uh, I'm just loving life right now. I'm an RA, uh, play baseball, was able to help out uh, on the set team for the musical. That was, that was cool to see that side of a musical. Uh, let's see. Yeah, just full-time student, I guess, outside of that. <laughs> Get a little bit closer. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Too quiet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I graduated from uh, Wisconsin Lutheran High School in Milwaukee. I had a great time there. Uh, that's where my that's where it all started for me. It was senior year of high school for like fashion, and then kicked off, and then just tried to carry that on as yeah. much as possible. And so talk about the sweatshirt you're wearing right now. Ah, yeah, if my buddies if my buddies uh, listen to this podcast, I like it. So anyway, what I'm wearing on my sweatshirt, obviously you guys can't see it, but it's called a Nomstar. It looks like what was that video game? Um, imposter, like the little imposter guys. Among us. Among us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Among, it looks like an Among Us guy with teeth, with just really big teeth on it. That's what it looks like. So one of my good buddies from high school drew this when he was like in third grade. And they found this like about a year ago. And they're like, okay, we're going to develop this into something kind of cool. So they took the image. They took it to um, my buddy. His mom owns a sporting goods store. So they took it to the print shop. And they're like, we're going to print out a couple of these. And they just printed them out. And now you can, you can go find this exact sweatshirt that I'm wearing if you go to KM Sports. Dot com insert yeah, a we'll plug link it, here. We'll link it down there. Yeah, yeah camsports.com. If you look up Nomstar, you can see this little hoodie. That's but epic. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys you guys are no slouches. You guys have all kinds of style stuff going on. This is awesome. So, Zach, one of the things I appreciate about you, man, is when, uh, when I was growing up, my grandpa all the time would say, ah, I don't even know. Maybe it wasn't my grandpa. Maybe it was somebody else. Uh, we'll give Grandpa credit because okay. he deserves all the credit, yep. right? Yep. Um, but he would always say, dress to the style but exceed the expectation. Dress to the style and exceed the expectation. I think you okay. are the master of that, right? You're always like you never overdressed per se, but you always exceed the expectations as far as your look and what you're actually wearing and the way you put your uns. I hate saying outfits. I don't really know why. It feels girly to say outfits. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to say. It, yeah. My ensemble, <laughs> you know. I don't know, but yeah, you're always you always you put it together in such a way that you're not you're not exceeding the style. But you are exceeding the expectations, and so uh, you think you think about casual wear. Um, mm -hmm. I think that like there's a when you hear quote unquote casual, you start thinking like tennis shoes and jeans and a sure. dirty hoodie and you know whatever. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Nope. And so you do a, a really good job of putting ensembles together. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and making sure that you you look you look good every day. Um, and what I also would venture to say is that like one of the things I pride myself in is buying and finding clothing that fits well. And so mm -hmm. then I don't have to wake up in the morning and like stress about what I'm going to put on. Yes. I can, as long as the colors are right, I can put whatever on and walk out the front door and look good. Yep. And you don't because have to worry about it. I buy things that fit me well and are flattering. Um, and I think you do that very well as well. So yeah, just not to, not to butter you up too much. <laughs> yeah, my here, head can't fit in this room anymore <laughs> at this point. You got to stop. Yeah. So we, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, clothing today, um, particularly the idea of building your wardrobe um, and even like a personal, the concept of a personal uniform, which if you haven't really thought about that before, it is, I think it's a really useful thing to think about. Um, but then also I think the place we need to start here is whether or not this actually matters. Because there's a lot of guys that just say it doesn't matter. Um, or who, oh, it does. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so let's talk matters. about that. Does it matter? Does the way that I dress matter? What do you guys think? 
it definitely does. Um, because it's the first thing before someone can talk to you, get to know you, know what you're about. It's the first thing they see. Like you can't deny it. I don't. I don't care what circumstance you're in. But when they look at you, they immediately start assuming things. And it doesn't have to be in a bad way. It's not like they look at you and they judge you. This person is a terrible person. You know, it's not to that extreme. But they look at you. They see what you're wearing, how you walk, how you talk. And they immediately start to form this this persona of you in your mind. Uh, so, so how you dress does matter. It's first impressions before you can even shake their hand. It's the first thing they see. I personally love uh, complimenting people on their outfits or what they wear. And it's genuine because I like style. I like fashion. So it's like, I'm going to point that out if I see that in someone else. And however, if someone's dressed up more like comfy, I mean, going to college, like you see that more, but I don't, I'm like, oh, they're dressing comfy. It's like, no, like it's not judgmental. It's like, I just love that having that freedom. And it's just how it personally makes you feel. Like if you want to dress comfy, then dress comfy like you can look uh presentable and like cute i guess if you're comfy too and that's a huge thing it's what you like and how you um build your style in that way i think that's a common misconception is the idea that i can't be comfortable and look good Mm -hmm. and so when i want to be comfortable i just say yeah who cares you know and just kind of whatever goes goes um and i think that's a a lot of people do a detriment to themselves, not in like a major way, but they, they do themselves a disfavor by in those moments where they just want to be comfortable saying it doesn't matter what I look like um, and just kind of, yeah, I think... Uh, because we're on a college campus, the one that really drives me nuts is pajamas. Oh, like, Wear your pajamas around school. It's like, I get it. There probably are the most comfortable pants you own. But you can go to Fila and get a pair of sweatpants that are just as comfortable yeah. for $15, yep. and they look so much better. Like, you don't have to go spend a bunch of money to look presentable. And the difference in perception between a pair of like athletic cut sweatpants mm-hmm. and uh like and your SpongeBob SquarePants oh, pajama man, bottoms, Superman, Batman. <laughs> oh looking. my goodness! Yeah, I, yep. the, the difference in perception between the two is massive. Um, yeah, and Natalie, I like I like the point that you made when you said it's also like for yourself too. You're doing it for yourself, not just to show to others this is who I am. But you know, it's like okay, I want to feel good about who I am. There's there's personal value there in what you wear and how you make yourself feel. I mean. It's real. I would even go further than that, and like I honestly think about it as an art form. Like that's yeah. that's my mindset when I'm getting dressed. Not that I'm the pinnacle of fashion or something, but <laughs> I, I, that's genuinely the way I think about it. Especially like for church on Sunday, or like if I need to wear a shirt and tie. But any day of the week, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm I in my mind I'm thinking of it like putting together a piece of art is really what I'm doing, um, and and that makes me feel sharp. You know, it's one of the sure. things that makes me feel like i'm about to have a good day you yeah know? it sets me up well for the day it puts me in a good headspace if i look in the mirror and go all right i look good i feel good let's go capture the day right sure um as opposed to a day where i'm looking schlumpy and i know i'm looking schlumpy and i'm kind of embarrassed to be outside the house that just dampens everything about my day right and then on the other side i can also it doesn't help that i'm six foot three and 250 <laughs> pounds with a beard and a shaved head so i can be fairly intimidating um but I've also noticed that when I'm put together, I tend to get far better reactions. Even people that I know and know well, they behave differently around me Hmm. when I'm dressed well as opposed to when I'm schlumping or when I'm covered in oil stains or whatever it might be. So we need to do a social experiment. We need to send you to school in those Superman pajamas (laughs) (laughs) one day and see how people People respond to you. If I'm okay, (laughs) (laughs) they would genuinely be worried about me. We're sending you in flip flops, the Superman pajamas, and a really old sweatshirt. We got to make some sort of bet. Mm, that could be interesting. It could be interesting. Okay. All right. right, Anyway, back on track here. So the way your your perceived matters. Why does the way your perceived matter? Let's go into that a little bit. Why is it the way you're perceived? Like why should I care how people perceive me? There's, I think there, that's a, there's two sides of the coin to that one. Because what I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on one side here. Because what I've heard people before, it's almost like an excuse to not dressing up. Is there people shouldn't judge me by what I wear? I hear that one a lot. And by dressing up, what do you mean? 
by let's say looking like looking even presentable at this point um buying a nicer pair of shoes a nice pair of jeans and a nice shirt and putting effort into your style because i've i've heard before where people just like they shouldn't judge me so it shouldn't matter what i wear but that, i think that's just a cop out to be honest so because people form an opinion off you what you wear see so, yeah i feel like it's a cop out what do you think natalie You don't have any thoughts on it? No, it's tough. Should it should it matter how people perceive me? Here's, here, while mm. you're thinking, here's what I'll say. Yeah, I think go. I think as a culture at the moment, we don't want it to matter be, and and we want to say like, "Oh, you should love me for me." That kind of a thing, yes. right? Yep. And we try and make the whole world think the way we think and behave the way we behave. So like whatever I say is good and goes or, you know, don't that kind of an idea. You know, the whole, even, like, you could go just about anywhere, any field of society at the moment, and somewhere there's somebody saying, like, you should just take me for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my mind, the thing that drives that is the idea that we have to relinquish control. It's not something I can control. I can't control what you think unless I tell you you're not allowed to think at all, right? Sure. And so that's kind of what we get in cancel culture a little bit is you're not allowed to think like I'm going to take away your right to think what you think um, so that I don't have to feel bad. In case, and so if you start to care, in quotation marks, what other people think of you, then you run the risk of somebody might not think what you want them to think. And that can be hurtful, not harmful, but hurtful. Sure. Right. And I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to feel like somebody doesn't, you know. But that's part of life is taking risks, too. Um, and I think that I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I think that might be where that stems from. So why do you, okay, so why would you, um, let's say you're you're going to get your first job. You just graduated college. You're going to get your first job. You're going into an interview. It's kind of a big deal. You need this job. Why do you dress up? Because that, because... I, I think because someone of the way they're going to perceive exactly you. you're not going to go to this in pajamas or your favorite sweatshirt or your best friend's shorts you're not going to go to the interview like that so uh, i guess why would you go about living your public daily life any less yeah and and that also i think <laughs> well not to take i feel like i might be going too far with this but that almost lends itself to the way we see the people around us as Christians too, mm-hmm. right? Is because if you say, well, I care in those moments how people perceive me, but I don't care the rest of the time, that actually devalues the people around you. If I don't care what you think of me, but I do care what a whole bunch of other people think of me, that means that what you think of me doesn't matter, that you don't have as value, you're not as valuable as everybody else's. Sure. And that actually degrades and devalues the other people around you who you apparently don't care it, what they think or how they feel or any of those types of things, right? And so the attitude, it, it's a simp, it's, it's nothing to do with clothes, but it has everything to do with clothes all at the same time, right? <laughs> it's that attitude shift of everybody I meet is a beloved son or daughter of the king, and they're valuable and they're yeah. important. And so all of my interactions with everyone always matter because everyone that I interact with, everyone that I meet on the street, everybody that I see as I go about my day, every single one of those people is an inst- is valuable enough that my savior traded his life for theirs, right? Yeah. And if I that's my baseline of how I interact with the people around me, then I'm also going to place value on every single one of those interactions. And part of placing value on those interactions is managing my perceptions so that I can interact with them. Sure. Right. So if I manage the way people perceive me, it then lends itself to having those conversations and being able to have relationships with people that you might not otherwise have the opportunity for. And it starts with their impression of you when you walk through the door or when you walk past them on the street or the first time they see you in the classroom, whatever that might be. Well, because Natalie, I think maybe this goes to the point you you pointed out earlier is dressing because like you, you want to feel good in the clothes that mm-hmm. you wear. And yeah. like Charlie, you were saying is kind of living that, that Christ. I think what you're trying to say that Christ message in a way, it's like I'm a redeemed child of God and I want to show that I am just thrilled to be that. So kind of now like dressing in that perspective of like, this is, this is who I am. Maybe I'm not having the best day, but I'm still a redeemed child of God. And I want people to see my positive look on life. Like, do you think that could, that could be portrayed through your, like how you dress your clothes? Oh, for sure. I think it 
adds a lot to like a confidence or happy boost. This is something quite quirky, but literally whenever I put on my overalls, like instant happiness boost. <laughs> I am so happy to be wearing my overalls or okay. just like my teacher pants. And it's like such a wide variety of style. But for me, I find those things that I'm so excited to wear. And um, that really gets me happy. And then it starts your day. Kind of like what Charlie said about, you know, if he's dressing nice, it affects how he feels about himself, how he feels about his day. But I love how you pointed out how um, it changes how other people act around you. Another thing I wanted to add off of that point was it not only makes like you feel more confident, but you could maybe feel more productive. I heard so many uh, people that worked from home during COVID, they still got ready and dressed up even if they were working from home because it had that shift of productivity productivity and um they were ready to get to work whereas if they stayed in their sweats or like pajamas all day they weren't in that work mindset so it changes not only like your confidence how you feel about yourself how you're ready to tackle your day and ultimately accomplish our purpose here as christians um living out our day and um showing jesus in all we do yeah I was think put so well. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that was well. put really well. Very well. Um, I think, too, I don't want to devalue the amount of times we notice ourselves throughout the day. Like, you might not be keeping track of how many times you catch a glimpse of yourself in a mirror or in a window or, you know, just in the door as you walk past or whatever it might be. But we see ourselves quite a bit, even just around our own home. And each one of those interactions with ourselves, essentially, what does that induce? Does that induce a, oh, I look like a schlump today? Yeah. Or is that a... Look at me. You know, even if it's not like, a, oh, I look hot. But even if it's just like a, <laughs> you know, if I see myself and I'm put together. Like, or that's even an important if thing. you are comfy and you're wearing your favorite things, it's like, oh, like I'm so happy to be like wearing that. If that sweatshirt or sweatpants or those things have meaning, um, it's like you see it and it's a like great reminder of someone or something, you mm-hmm. know. Well, and here's the deal. If, if I'm buying clothes that fit appropriately... Those are the things that I'm, well, they're going to be more comfortable, but then those are the things that in time are going to become my favorite items Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like, I might be wearing a ratty old pair of jeans, but it's a ratty old pair of jeans that fits really well and is comfortable because they fit well and Mm -hmm. they do look good. And now I might not wear them to, you know, church or whatever it might be. I might wear it to a job interview, but they still are well cut and they fit well. And so they do look respectable, even if they are falling apart. Natalie, you brought up the point of kind of like how dressing makes you feel like when you dress, dress well, dress professionally, like you're going out and you're going to be productive or when people were working from home and they dressed well, they felt more productive. Like that's a huge thing because when you go to chill and you watch a movie, you're going to go watch Netflix. I don't put on jeans and a mm-hmm. nice button down shirt to go watch a movie. I put on my favorite sweatpants mm-hmm. and it's, it's the same kind of mindset. I just noticed with myself personally, if I'm going to go do homework or at the like beginning of my day, I start my day. And if I start my day in sweatpants, it changes my whole perspective of the day because I am too comfy and my mind isn't on the, on uh, the work that I have to do today. Cause I'm in my sweatpants. I'm supposed to be comfy. I'm supposed to be lazy and supposed to be chill. But if I put on jeans or I put on like khakis, it's like, okay, it's time to go to work, time to get some stuff done. It's a, it's a huge psychological thing. Yeah, very rarely do, like, this is for me personally, but very rarely do I ever go to class in sweatpants. I usually am wearing jeans, or since I do have to go to my work more at a professional job at Thrivent, I'm usually wearing dress clothes. But it's like when I get back to my room, oh, then that's when I can be comfy. Then that's when I can shift from um, wearing a, like, I guess I'll call it cuter uh, outfit. This is this is me, the girl and me talking on this podcast here. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, there's a shift in your mindset too. Yeah. And I think that goes both ways is when people, when you walk into the room then too, it's a signal to the people around you. This is something you take seriously, right? Yeah. And I pretty much always, not, not always, always, but almost always wear a collar and very rarely wear jeans to class. Is that I'm wearing chinos and it's a, comfortable button-down shirt it's not like i'm dressing to the nines every day but i very rarely wear that to class because in my brain like that's a signal to me of okay i'm doing something important today i also know that the people around me notice that and respect that i am taking this seriously and you can tell i'm taking it seriously even in the way i dress it's not because of the way i dress people know i'm taking it seriously but they know i take it seriously 
And one of the things that cues them in that I do take it seriously is that I dress as if I take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, it's a, and it's respect for them too. It's yeah. like your professor is leading the class or like you go into church and the you know, pastor is giving his sermon. It's like, I know what you're doing is important and I respect that and I will, and I will dress appropriately because of it. So it's not so much an inward thing, but an outward thing because I respect you and I want to dress appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I would say, going back like two conversations ago, <laughs> is you also have no idea when people who are going to be important parts of your life are going to walk into your life, right? Yeah. And it's easy to make the excuse, uh, and this is, this is again, not just about clothes. This is about your attitude and the way you behave as well, and even your mindset. But um, you never know when somebody is going to walk into your life and what situation it might be in. And so... All of your, all of your, like I said, all of your interactions matter, um, and we we limit the number of meaningful interactions sometimes, not just by clothes, but by the way we behave, and clothes are part of the way we behave, right? Um, by the way we behave, because we don't imagine something valuable is going to happen in a certain situation, mm-hmm. um, and that's just something to be mindful too. Mindful so, of as well. So you got to be careful that the love of your life doesn't walk in when you're wearing that Christmas pajama thing in your exam. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it might be love at first sight. <laughs> Look how comfortable he is with himself. As a 30-year-old man wearing Christmas pajamas. Either that or a heavy eye roll. I feel like I'm going to get a lot yep, more of those. Yep, for sure. I'm going to get a lot more like professor. Like I feel like the students are going to be like, oh, look, Charlie's wearing pajamas. And the professors are going to be like... Charlie's wearing pajamas. Like, what happened? Yeah, what has this place done to him? <laughs> I guess what they're gonna remember that. That's hey, true. Wait, I hey. haven't officially lost this bet yet. <laughs> I haven't lost this bet yet. This is fair. Yeah, I, there's a little part of me that hopes I lose the bet actually, but okay. we'll, I don't, we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, All right, well. hmm. sweet. Okay, so um, going into then what I actually wear on a given day. I love the idea of a personal uniform, right? And just this the question of how do I choose to dress. Um, is this something you guys have ever thought about before? Is this something that like is, is in other people's minds besides my own? A personal uniform? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think of a personal uniform more in like pieces that I know fit, I know are versatile. And so I go more, I personally choose more pieces towards practicality and how they could be like dressed up or dressed down. Yeah, definitely having your uniform, your style, like your personal style. This is how I look. When somebody sees you, they kind of know what they're going to expect. They're going to expect a well, well-dressed person person for the occasion. Yeah, it's kind of... I feel like girl style has a lot more variety of how it can go. So I think it's a little bit harder okay. um, than maybe male, just like a basic uniform. I don't know if that makes sense because there's like variety of like dresses, skirts, like a lot of different it's much things. harder for you guys to i think dress i, I guess i can't yeah. say it because I've, i'm not a woman so i don't dress that way but yeah i imagine you have so much so many more options i mean i struggle to pick out shirts from a store sometimes i get so <laughs> it's like there's so many options what do i pick but you guys there's four like, colors and i can't decide <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah right exactly like yeah someone says dress up and i'm like okay so what kind of dressing up like mm-hmm. i could dress up in a nice dress a a skirt and more a more casual sweater or jeans in a sweater like sometimes like that's still dressing up or just there's yeah, so okay. much more variety. So when I think of a personal uniform, I think of, you know, maybe this long sleeve I could wear with a flannel or I could wear it with a skirt and it just changes whether it's casual or whether it's um, dressed up. So that's what I focus a lot more towards. However, I know in um, men's style, especially with like helping the men in my life uh, <laughs> dress in like in the sense of that I buy clothes for them. It's like having that uh, plain gray long sleeve that you can wear under a flannel or, you know, just like the neutral things and going towards more practicality. And especially since I'm into thrifting Thrifting is a great place to find um, those more like neutral basic items at an affordable price. I th- yeah, I, what I, both of you kind of hit on is the idea of, well, one, versatility, but then also it needs to suit the circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what you like, what you do on a daily basis is also going to determine to a great extent what your uniform is going to be, right? If you're a oh, construction sure. worker, 
It's not that style doesn't matter at all, but it's going to look a lot different than if you're you know, an investment banker, right? Because sure. your personal uniform is going to look very different. Um, and so um, let's talk to that a little bit. Like, how do I decide? How do I decide? Because it is something I decide. How mm. do I decide what my personal uniform is going to look like? That's a good question. Well, I guess, like you said, you start with occupation, probably. Like you say, if you're a construction worker, you know, maybe there's a little bit more leniency there, I imagine. You can't. You can't go uh, work a construction site in a nice suit. You yeah. know, you wouldn't do that. I think occupation, but also like personal interests, like mm-hmm. what you like, how you like to dress as well. Like if you like flannels, you know that your personal uniform is going to include like a flannel most time. So then you should um, be having like jeans or something to go with those uh, flannels. However, I do think, um, yeah, it just goes different for everyone and things you can dress up or dress down and I mean if you're a teacher then you know you're gonna be in dress clothes so then you have to dress with like a button-up t- uh like dress pants and sure. dress um dress shoes as well maybe it's kind of because you mentioned the teacher so I'm thinking when you have the students in the classroom they kind of they need to see you mm-hmm. as a teacher not kind of one of their friends so if yeah. you were to dress more like a a student, so maybe you're wearing a little bit more casual things, maybe even sweatpants and a you know comfier shirt. They're not going to view you as that teacher, the person that they're supposed to learn from, the person they're supposed to respect. So from a teacher's perspective, now maybe taking that perspective and applying it to a different job, it's like, okay, how should people view me in my position where I'm going to teach somebody and they need to know that they can respect me? Or am I in a different kind of yeah. situation? Well, I, I to go back to the idea of a banker again, right? Like if if I'm working in the lobby at a bank or in an office at a bank, right? I need to interact with everybody from a you know, farmer or the mechanic down the street who comes in with his bag every day and uh, deposits his, his money. I also am talking to people who are taking out big time loans for like development projects and all that kind of stuff. And I need to somehow bridge the gap between all these, these <laughs> this massive spectrum, right? And so, like, you might even have some sort of, like, assigned uniform from the bank or whatever it might sure. be, but how you wear that is going to make a huge difference in how you're perceived then, right? Sure. So you might have, it might just say, you know, wear a collar and dress pants. There's a whole lot of different directions you can go with that, right? Yep. And so, um, you know, you can take that and run with it in kind of any direction you want to go to. The question is, what's going to be really functional for what you're doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, both from a perception standpoint and from a like work standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like you said earlier, you're not going to wear dress pants to a construction job, but you're also not going to wear canvas Carhartts to yeah. the to the office. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, both because they're really uncomfortable to sit in, yep. and <laughs> because you're going to look ridiculous, right? Um, and so bridging the gap between the two of them. Uh, both function like functionality, both from a perception standpoint and from an actual like physical standpoint, um, and kind of deciding where to meet in the middle. And I, I guess I'm emphasizing fit again. Finding clothes that fit is just an absolutely vital piece of how you're perceived. Yeah, that is honestly the make or break it of a lot of outfits. I think you could be wearing somebody could be wearing the the same uh, same suit or the same t-shirt or the same pair of pants but on person a they had tailor fit it to them and person b it doesn't it's a whole different ball game not only same how, suit same whatever yeah yeah not ahead. only how it looks for them of like how it looks when it's fitted or like baggy or whatever like you know style you're trying to have it perceived but also how you feel like if something is like too loose or like too tight on you that is not like for your comfort then that doesn't make you feel like good or like it could be a really cute outfit but like your shirt is like so tight that like you don't feel comfortable in it then it's like why are you wearing it because it's like you're dressing um for that way yeah definitely I guess dressing to the point where you can be, I think, respected. Because mm. depending what position you're in, people might want to respect you. But when you think of how hard it is to say, this is the person I follow. Let's say you're pastor, staff minister, teacher of a church. This is the person I follow, but he's dressed or she is dressed like garbage. Like there's not a whole lot of respect that they can give you, you know? You're telling them a lot of things about yourself, right? So if you clearly pay attention to the details and how you dress, 
you're likely also going to be paying attention to all the details and how you run your business or how you interact with them or how you handle their account or whatever it might be, right? Um, and so if you're a teacher who is meticulously dressed, that's also going to tell the people around you, or it's, you know, <laughs> it's not always true, but it's going to tell the people around you, I'm going to be just as meticulous about all the different aspects of my life, all the different areas of my life. And so when I'm preparing a reading lesson for your child, I'm going to do it just as meticulously as I do when I get dressed in the morning. Right? 100%. Same thing with a kid. Um, they're going to trust you more if you're meticulously dressed because they're going to recognize, hey, he's paying attention to what he's doing. And so it's a lot easier for a kid to trust you too because they notice those little things. And little things like <laughs> having clothes that fit. <laughs> Here we um, go. <laughs> or dressing to, like, dressing to the style, right? If you're wearing this like outlandish, like high-end, like uh, – uh, what's the Seville Row fashion in okay. your second grade classroom? They're not. They're, yeah. You're gonna look bizarre. Yeah. They're right? not gonna understand that. They're not gonna <laughs> understand. They're not gonna appreciate it. And and it's also not functional because there's a whole bunch of things that you ought to be doing in a second grade classroom that you're not gonna do in a thousand dollar suit, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's where the practicality and functionality of it comes in as well. And so like all these things put together tell somebody a lot of things about you whether you realize it or not. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's funny. This is, this goes into a color thing, but I heard this somewhere. Like when uh, candidates are running for presidency, mm-hmm. uh, they have people that choose what they're going to wear for them based on how people will visualize them. So to get the best possible in it, image, someone will have their outfit chosen for them. So it looks the possible, mm-hmm. the absolute best it can for that audience. And Trump is the perfect example of that. What two color ties does Trump wear? I think red and what red and blue red and blue red yeah. gets you hot and blue cools you down yeah, right there you and go. so depending on the situation like if he's going into a situation where he needs to be perceived as aggressive mm-hmm. or um as a, as a strong leader or whatever he wears a red tie when he's meeting with children or he's meeting with foreign like you, you notice when he met with putin he wore a red tie yep when he met with china or when he met king kim Kim Jong or the Queen, or even whatever. I think I've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. all red ties, right? Because yep. it's a power tie. Or, or the blue for the queen. Yeah, blue yeah. for the queen. Yeah, and then and then you like um, uh, he met Zelensky, who's wearing a blue tie. He met the Queen, who's wearing a blue tie. Met with Trudeau, wearing a blue tie. Like mm-hmm. depending on the situation, like the debates for the Republican debate where he's battling and battling and battling. What color tie is he wearing? Red. <laughs> for the debate against Biden, what color tie was he wearing? I could, I'm assuming red. It was blue. It was blue because he was. They were trying to make it look like he wasn't. For the second debate, it was blue because he <laughs> bullied Biden in the first debate. Oh, so they're trying to. Oh, okay. And so yeah. in the second debate, yeah. he's wearing a blue tie <laughs> to like calm him down. Right. It's all about how you're perceived. Yeah. yeah. While we're on the subject of color, okay. okay this is go. a this is a weird segue. Not a weird segue. Well, <laughs> now it's weird because I made it weird. But anyway. <laughs> Talking about color. Color is also vitally important. And you and I are at a distinct disadvantage because we're redheads. <laughs> <laughs> that makes us more exotic. So That's what that does. It makes us more exotic. <laughs> it makes us, there's, uh, do you disagree, Natalie? Explain to me how I'm not exotic. <laughs> I just never heard it described. <laughs> hey, what does exotic mean? Something rare and exciting, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, how well, many I'm redheads a do we, I just we, go around considering myself Well, rare you're exotic. Then? You're just not exotic as we redheads. <laughs> And we do have souls, believe it or not. We do. So stop insulting. I never got that. I oh never understood. This what? is a debate for also, another time. I've got yeah, you're so right. much more soul than a lot of people do. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah. Anyway, okay, color. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Color. <laughs> color. <laughs> color is a tough thing for guys with our complexion. Um, it's a uh, <laughs> it's a tough thing for guys. Speak like for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding, no. push back then. I don't know. I wear a lot of greens and a lot of blues greens and a lot color. of like neutral colors because I can't wear yellow because then I look like I'm a sh- yeah a so rotten piece of fruit. One of my I can't wear red because then I just look like I can't match my beard. It might be know. for you because you have a very voluptuous red color to your yeah, beard. Where mine's also, more toned down because some of my favorite outfits and some of the outfits I have gotten complimented most on were actually on a brighter spring yellow long sleeve t-shirt. Really? Yep. I've actually gotten the most compliments off of that shirt. And you pull off maroon a lot better than I do too. I can't wear maroon like that. You should like, it's yeah, because it's not maroon is way if it's red, can't pull it off. If it's maroon. It works. Yeah. Cause my hair's a little, I got a little more brown in my hair, so I think it works. But I can wear maroon as an accent. I can't wear maroon as like the main color, mm. right? 
I can wear maroon, like a maroon sweater with a blue blazer over it. Yeah. I can do that. Like killer. Sure. I can wear maroon ties, things like that, but I can't wear maroon as the main color. Yeah. yeah. But um, let's talk about color. Okay, How do color. I decide what colors I can and can't wear? And Nandley. what what do I decide about color? Natalie, you are the you're the you're the one because you chose you chose uh, colors and outfits for many people. <laughs> well, you you guys were talking about like the colors you can and can't wear, but like yeah, Zach's wearing maroon. I'm like, well, I don't really see a problem problem with that. Oh, thank you. I've never been uh, <laughs> Natalie huge... approved. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a huge like, oh, you can't wear that color. Like it does not look good on you. I've just been more like. I love You've never when... seen me in a red sweatshirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love, for example, I love when uh, people with blonde hair wear, like, light blue. Like, I think it looks so good um, with their, like, hair color um, and just their outfit-wise. But I've never been a huge person of, like, oh, my gosh, that person cannot wear that color. I've just more focused on, like, the colors I like with them. Can they wear neon pink? Does that count? Is it an acceptable wearable color? I mean, for what? Like, to what? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I just look more pink. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Okay, would you agree, though, that, so- that some colors look better on some people than others? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that, that way. It's just not something I've been, like, ever really, like, paid attention to too much. See, so. I would push back on that. I would bet every once in a while you see somebody and you go something, like, there's something, not that they look bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. you're, you just want to be nice, don't you? I'm making <laughs> it not be nice. Okay, um, but anyway, the, like, uh, where it's not like, oh, they look bad, but it's, there's something about that that could be, do you ever play that game in your mind? It's like, if, if I was going to put that together, how would I put like I was I, I something is a li- just a tiny bit off yeah. that could be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I focus more on maybe how it matches cohesively with the outfit, not as much like matching with like complexion of like oh that color doesn't work for them. More it's like I love how like yellow complements with a light wash jean or something like that. Like I see how it matches and tones together, and I am a huge focus on like in my style like oh i wear this color with this certain type of wash of jean or i only wear this as like a complimented color like with the my brown carhartt hat it complements really well with a green uh crew neck or something it like i focus on how it matches more not specifically like complexion wise and and your complexion is a fairly clean slate too yeah you can kind of yeah it's interesting. Complexion is an interesting point because you can have green tones in your skin, red tones in your skin, you know, very neutral tones. I think that gets into a lot of minute detail once you start understanding style and what color. If you really need the best outfit that you have, I think understanding tone, like your skin tone and your hair color can really help make outfit pop that much more. But for starting out... I don't think worry too much about skin complexion until you get maybe further down the line. So Though, where would you start color-wise? Very basic colors. I'm not going to – I would start with some – just first of all, we'll go with just solid colors, no patterns. Can't start with any yeah. patterns. Avoid patterns when you're starting out. Add patterns in. Don't start with patterns. Yeah. Don't wear anything when you're – if you're – we're going from – I'm going from a standpoint of – we're rebuilding a wardrobe period. We need the basics. We're not adding to something. We're, we're building up. That's where I'm starting here. You can't, I don't think you should have colors that pop way too much for starting out. Like some really bright colors that could go well with other specific colors. You mm-hmm. shouldn't, you shouldn't start there. I'm going to say start with things that are easily matchable. Like at a couple notes where you should, I'm thinking green, black, white, gray, blue. Those are some very neutral colors. All of them can go together. They can't possibly clash. It they I don't mix them anyway. They can't clash with each other. Um, And I would like pair if we're we're talking jeans here, black pair jeans, light wash pair jeans, and a like darker blue pair jeans. Mm -hmm. Those three jeans, those three those five colors I just mentioned, you can get like forty five different outfits, and they will not look bad. It's not possible for them to look bad. I don't care. You could blindfold me tell me to put together an outfit if you just threw those colors in front of me i could just pick it would all work they yeah. just mm-hmm. would they just would yeah. gotta get closer <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I i agree with you on there too with the idea of just 
basic simple that's kind of where we started actually yeah those basic gotta simple start colors there. right yeah. and then you can start adding in a little bit more mm-hmm. of that flair and patterns and things like that um but if we're talking about building uh one a sustainable wardrobe um but then also something that is incredibly versatile that's where you got to start yeah. Natalie, i interrupted you Oh, I was just going to go back to the point of he was talking about how one of the outfits he gets most complimented on is the like spring yellow shirt. And that's most commonly said like, oh, it doesn't go well with red hair. I vividly remember like every time in high school, I'd always be complimenting like my friend, she was a redhead and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I love when you wear that maroon shirt. So I feel like a lot of times it's looked at like, oh, this won't work because I have red hair or I have this. And then people compliment you on it because that's like the least of what you wear like that is something that catches their eye you don't wear that that much like it looks and it looks good and so like is zach not wearing yellow that much and he wears that and he's like oh that's the one i get most compliment it's like grabs people's eye it's like oh that looks different than what zach is wearing it's like when people get a new haircut that catches their eye like there's something different Mm -hmm. you change something um and so that the once you have that neutral thing you can um push past and like change and add and change up different things um if you're feeling stagnant in it and also if you just you know want a little change (laughs) and then with color too you're gonna start to realize what you like i mean that's really what we're getting at is what you you look good in and what you like to wear and when you those two things start to line up of what you look like because you know like when you look in the mirror you know you look good (laughs) right and you know sometimes like if you're at a store and you're shopping you're trying on different colors you're gonna look at one and say oh i look better in this than i do in that and that's really all we're talking about here is we're not talking about like don't you ever dare wear you know whatever color (laughs) say i i like like you just said like he's very similar color i could not wear a maroon sweatshirt like that and without looking like I, i don't i just like the colors don't look good together yeah and right? if you're not comfortable or you don't feel confident in it then right. you don't have to yeah. wear it right like exactly that. but you straight out the exact same look for a different color and it would be right and yep. so sure um yeah and a lot yeah yeah don't know until <laughs> you try to yeah. sometimes because kind of like you were saying Natalie, you just um, write it off just like like build your foundation like those colors that i just mentioned there and then you don't know until you try you, you sometimes don't it's just trial and error yeah you know like you, you don't like wearing maroon, but I'm sure you found that out by trying on maroon. And so oh, no, I have a maroon blazer that yeah, I never wear. Right? See, there you go. There it is. You tried something that didn't work, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it, so on this topic then, how important, because we're talking about really muted, not muted colors, but yep. basic colors. and Yeah, minimalist. How important is trend in this conversation? Oh. I feel like you have to start with the basics, then you can like add like in trendy pieces. It depends like what the trend is. If it's like a normal, like, you know, add in a beanie or add in, um, you know, oversized is like super in, but I feel like you have to commit like a full style if you're going to go oversized. You can't just go like half in when you're going to go for an oversized style. Like, it just doesn't work for some people if you try it that way. And the reality is, a few years from now, it's not going to be in style anymore. Oh, yeah. So you have yeah. to judge that in your mind of what where, where you're going to put your value, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that the trendiness is shouldn't be where you put your value. Yeah. But if you decide to go that route, understand that you're going to, like, one, you're buying clothes that are depreciating in value, so you can't, like, flip it for the same price you bought it. Sure. And two... Um, you're go. This is this is going to be a continual process of renewal then in your closet, as opposed to if you go with the more classic or timeless. Or I know the dudes hate this term, but permanent style, <laughs> right? It's just another word for timeless. If you go for more that route, you're going to have to replenish and refresh less often. Yep. Because those simple basics, especially in a man's wardrobe, those simple basics, and especially if they fit well, aren't going to trend out as quickly. Like for the one, the one that always gets mentioned is pleated pants, right? Ooh. Like technically, pleated pants weren't in style for like five years. Uh-huh. But anybody that had a tailored pair of pleated pants, nobody ever looked at them and were like, "Oh, those are out of style." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, look at that nice yeah. pair of pants." Fair enough, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I don't wear pleated pants, you know, but my father does. Mm-hmm. And frankly, like unless you said, you know, are uh, unless you're having a conversation about style. Nobody would notice the difference because they're well tailored and well made. And yes. you think about too, like some of the old guys at church, 
the guys, that, the older gentlemen that that look sharp, most of them aren't wearing new clothes. They're right. wearing clothes that are decades old, and they still look sharp. And you know, sometimes the colors change and that kind of thing, right? But like a black suit, it's, there's not a good chance your 78 year old grandpa is wearing a two year old black suit that's in style at the moment, and yet somehow looks good because it fits well and it was made well, and so it lasts the te- it stands the test of time then. Well, yeah, like you, because you keep stressing fit, and you're so right. Because you can, you, but you're so right. Because you can never say someone who wears a well-fitting outfit, like not, t- not too tight and not too baggy. Like Natalie, you mentioned the kind of the baggy style that's in right now. Yeah. But something that fits well and like fits the physique, uh, physique of your body. You'll never get told it looks bad. Never ever. Like okay, sure, you're not at the top fashion trend here yeah. but we're not trying to be because everyone can look at you and say you look good you can't help but say it like it's timeless fit and finish is if it fits well it's good quality <laughs> you're talking about timeless and i'm just like looking down at what i'm wearing and i'm gonna expose myself but literally this levi's like denim flannel it's i it's seriously from seventh grade <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it still looks great yeah. <laughs> oh because like, it fits you well it's a good color and it just comes right back around it, you know um, it hasn't left my closet yeah so. right <laughs> <laughs> No growth spurts, then, is <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're starting to butt up against time here. So the question is, how then do I start building my wardrobe? Especially if I'm a college kid, I don't know where to start. I don't have any money to spend. How do I build my wardrobe? Uh, for guys, it's uh, we talked about, like, well, we'll talk about staples. And uh, like Zach said, he already touched on, like, a good pair of jeans, but in those different washes, um, those different colors. And then I talked a lot about layering, like getting those basic pieces, those basic colors like Zach listed, and then you can add to it. Um, and then you can add a little spice to, I know guys don't have as much like accessories, but like accessories go like so far. Like when I think of your guys' styles, I think of a lot of things, but it's like, okay, like their boots, like their shoes that they, they wear. And I think shoes are a huge thing mm-hmm. um, for like guys and for girls. But, like, for me, I have my, like, go-to accessories that people literally know me by. Like, they know I'm going to be carrying around my mom purse. (laughs) Or they know that I'm going to be wearing my heart sunglasses. overnight bag. Yeah, like, I'm just going to be carrying my mom purse around. Or, like, my straw purse. I was known for that in high school. I did not go anywhere without it. Like, no matter the season. So, like, there's the accessories or items that can be like, whoa, that's a Zach style, that's a Charlie style, like that is, becomes yours. But you could still have those like basic um, layering um, staple pieces. Layering is huge. Mm-hmm. You don't know, especially, okay, I'm not terribly tall. I'm literally a half inch just below the national average. Noise me. <laughs> nice. Gets me every day. <laughs> but um, layering, layering is Sorry, huge. Half inch lifts. Yeah, right. That's why I wear boots so much. <laughs> There's an inch right there. I just want to be average, man. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, going back to, like, especially in warmer weathers, layers just add another depth when someone looks at you like, man, that person looks good. So, like, when you wear a shirt, a flannel, and you wear a nice, thick, poofy jacket, but you leave the jacket open so you can see the three layers there. A, for me, it makes me look bigger than I really am because it's three layers, so I just bulk up <laughs> automatically. But it just adds depth, and that's, that's something people don't always understand is adding depth just – layers that's what i literally wrote down when it, when it came to zach styles like i've known him for the past two years and when i think of zach it's his boots his ll bean jacket and the flannels he usually wears yeah. <laughs> and that's all he just yeah. listed I, well and my favorite flannel for the for the same but opposite reason is it's 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 an xl but it's massively oversized okay. and so it makes me look smaller makes you look smaller right yeah. and i have like my hip to shoulder ratio is like ridiculous it's like a dorito um <laughs> and it's like it's, it's making good it, swimmer i guess I, well yeah and and i look ridiculous in like golf polos uh, because i'm like my they're not wide enough for my shoulders and then they're really loose around my waist yeah and it's like i really don't i, I could i stopped working out for like a year and i still looked like that you know it's it's not it's not really anything i can control yeah. what i can control is how i style it then mm-hmm. and so yeah especially in the winter time those big oversized um flannel shirts for the big guys right and yep. it covers up my beer gut when i have one because <laughs> sometimes i do can't put Same away thing beer in summer though right i've got a couple of linen shirts that are 
they're not they're not big shirts, but they fit. They're 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 a little bit looser fit, mm-hmm. and so then like I don't look like I'm trying to squeeze in. And they're very comfortable too because they're yep. a looser fit. And like I said there's not a lot of guys my age walking around in linen shirts like that. Um, but it serves me really well because they're very comfortable. And then I don't have like bulging sleeves, and I'm not bursting out of the like my chest because that's what usually happens in those like summer styles in quotation marks. Is I like they don't they do not fit on my body. Yep. Like they don't fit over my shoulders, and if they do fit over my shoulders, then they are way too big around the rest of the shirt. Um, and so, like just finding a solution to a problem like that, such as the linen shirts, I'm gonna stick with them because they serve me really well. Like polo shirt, like a Kelvin Klein fitted polo shirt, I love that look. I can't really pull it off sure. because I look so top heavy. Just because something doesn't look good on somebody else means it's gonna look good on right. you. Yeah, I I love that style. Can't really pull it off because it looks so top heavy. Same thing with like uh, turtleneck sweaters. I've got one really big, thick cable knit turtleneck sweater that mm-hmm. does look good on me, but it's big and thick and bushy, right? I've got another one that's like a cashmere kind of. It's it's an express one. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. Like very stylish and and it's, but I have to wear a blazer over it. Because if I just wear that sweater, I once again, my that. proportions, <laughs> like the proportion, like it, it, the proportions just look weird. Yep. Um, and so to mask that a little bit, you throw a blazer on the top of it, and you got the style, but then you've also got the proportions, right? And yep. proportions are huge when you're talking about the way things fit. Hundred uh, percent. I don't know how much time we got left. Oh here. yeah, so we got to get off that. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, how do I build my work? So yeah, okay. You, yeah, go ahead. I don't, Natalie, go. On. Oh wait! How do I build it, or like yeah. where do you find it? Well, let's go. They kind of go hand in hand, right? So okay. let's start with. Um, I got a couple of building thoughts. And yeah, then I maybe, have maybe a bunch n- of where to find where the it. Net, okay, <laughs> okay, gentlemen, this is this is for you. Um, for if you're building a, a wardrobe from the start, we're gonna start with summer. We're gonna start with summer real quick. We don't have to buy. Here, here's the misconception too. You don't have to buy a lot of shoes or clothes in order to look good. But if they're bought intentionally, you can buy less. So it saves money on your wallet. But as far as shoes go, start out, because it, it's summer, so you're, you're going to get warm. Start out with a good-looking pair of sandals. I'm thinking, we're not going with the thongs here. Gentlemen, put away the thongs. You cannot That's wear that. rule for life, gentlemen. Yeah. No thongs. Don't wear those silly-looking flip-flops. They look terrible. Um, start out with like a go for a nice pair of Birkenstocks. If you don't have the money yes. for Birkenstocks, if you don't have the money for Birkenstocks, there's so many offshoots that that do the same purpose. No uh, wear Crocs either. Put them away. Yeah, put away the Crocs. I don't care. If you're running to get the garbage, sure. But if you're not running to get the garbage, <laughs> put them away. Uh, so you need a pair of sandals. So look for a good pair of sandals that don't split your toes in half. So I'm thinking Birkenstocks here. And then I'm also gonna uh, I'm looking for a street shoe here. I'm thinking of Vans or I'm thinking of Converse. Like white Chuck Taylors or the classic black Vans. You cannot go wrong and they will match just yeah. about everything. And my, I feel like Sperry's too. Sperry's. Yep, I was sure. about to say that. Okay. Yeah, my go-to yep. is Sperry's because it's a little bit more classic look. Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that kind of more street shoe. So we have like a sandal, a nice comfortable good looking sandal, a street shoe, and then we're still in summertime here. I'm gonna say you need that runabout tennis shoe. I'm running errands. I need a tennis shoe and I need to throw it on. Don't buy some ridiculously colored tennis shoe. Most tennis shoes will work as long as they're not like a like a dad chunky looking shoe. Mm-hmm. Just buy like a nice solid pair of Nikes, maybe a little design in them, or if you like Jordans or even Adidas has a lot of good brands. Just some simple, clean colors for that runabout sneaker. Because you just need you need a pair of shoes to throw on. I'm going to the store, but I want to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, don't buy some chunky looking New Balance that was back from 1980. That doesn't work. So those are the shoes. And then as far we're as... We're not like, talking about training shoes. Yeah. We're talking not so, about sneakers or... Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then as far as like shorts go, I'm going to say you need some athletic shorts because it gets warm. So like a lighter pair of shorts. I'm going to a black pair of athletic shorts and like a light gray or a darker gray because I'll go with everything. Blue, green gets a little iffy when you put it on bottoms. Mm, so I'm yeah. going to say go stick with those colors. And if you need to dress up a pair of shorts, get yourself a well-fitting pair of khakis and uh blue like it's that same khaki looking short but in a nice navy blue and make sure it doesn't go past your knee don't wear anything past your knee guys be careful i'm not saying never wear cargo shorts be careful with cargo shorts they're not as versatile or as classy as we think they are yep the the best look is i wouldn't even say like a bermuda short just clean uh so khaki is the style not the color yep right so clean khaki shorts yep Right, with a hem on the bottom, yep. and let it go. Yeah, and they sit two inches 
above the knee. We don't want to go on past the knee, okay? We don't. <laughs> we don't mean uh, looking I like we're my fifty. Short shorts, though. I love yeah, my short at least I'm saying at least two inches above oh, the knee. Okay. We're not going, not yeah. going past that. Okay, not, not going, going past, lower. There's like than a two, two inch rule yeah. above okay. the knee because then it looks you look yeah. short as well. Good. If you wear shorts that are too long, yeah. makes you look shorter and looks bad. Yeah. Um, and gentlemen, avoid. Be careful with. I don't say avoid altogether. Avoid and be careful with the bro tanks. There's a time for a bro tank. Maybe when you're on the beach, you're having a good time, you're playing volleyball. But if I'm going to the mall or I'm going out to eat at a, at a halfway decent restaurant, I'm not wearing a bro tank in the summer. Don't do it. That's for the beach. That's for the boys. <laughs> Keep it there. Anyway, outside of that, you can be a little bit looser with the with, with t-shirts because it's summer. Summer's more casual. You want to be comfortable. Uh, you can find some t-shirts with your favorite band on it. Uh, I don't know, like ACDC, like a classic rock t-shirt of some kind. Or if you really don't know what to wear and you want to be a little bit dressier, dressier a well-fit, solid pair of t-shirts of any color, like green, blue, uh, a darker red, white, black, those will go with mix and match. They'll go with anything. Um, so that's like a summer wardrobe. That's it's only, You could get like 15 pairs of clothes and be set for summer. You just mix and match them. Yeah. That's what I got for summer at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm about to bring it back again and talk about the winter. Yeah. But Natalie, where do I find these things? All right. So I was first thinking um, TJ Maxx has a great, uh, TJ Maxx or Marshalls has a great variety of of any of those clothes for an affordable price. Um, My biggest hidden gem that I want to tell you guys is um, if you are looking for, you know, nice dress clothes like suits, uh, you know, dressed uh, button ups men's warehouse clearance rack and so you see um a bunch of jc penny a bunch of those places their their dress clothes section is getting smaller by the minute but men's warehouse yeah super expensive but you can go there go get their clearance rack and it is already discounted and there's usually like 50 to 70 percent off off of that um my past boyfriend we went there he got a suit jacket for 30 bucks that was originally like 300 it was crazy um along with like 10 to 20 dollar button-ups um really really great deals and it's overlooked because everyone just writes men's warehouse house off as oh that's su- a super expensive place you can find great hidden gems there um so i would recommend that for dress clothes um and then since I'm into thrifting, I'll recommend uh, different thrift places. Um, thrifting, I just want to preface this, you have to go in with patience. Um, <laughs> it, you can have a general and vague list of what you're looking for, but you have to go in with an open mindset. Um, and often if you go in looking for something very specific, um, you have a greater chance of being disappointed. You can go in with something dis- like uh, with very specific, specific but you have to you know like give it grace um and it's just like i said a great place to find those basic layering items for an affordable price um but also sometimes you go in and then you find some like really fun statement pieces that you didn't even know you were looking for um and then shifting more to online ebay um also great for looking for specific things when you are going to look for specific things I'm huge into the brand Patagonia for men and women. That's what I usually buy um, a bunch of people in my life um, because they retail for $100 to $150. But I usually source on eBay and different uh, consignment uh, stores and you can usually get them for around like half retail, if that. And they're still in really great um, condition. Um, and then it's also great for plus sizes because so- resellers usually focus on buying larger sizes since there's more of a market for that on eBay. So definitely check it out um, if you need more plus sizes and are struggling with finding that in stores. Um, eBay usually has um, really great options for that. And then different online thrift consignments uh apps and websites, Poshmark, Depop, Depop Mercari, um, there's good goodwill live auction and then there's threadup.com um all sustainable and also just like great looking browsing for something really specific or um just looking in different categories for 
any of those listed that Zach said before. Yeah. And we'll make sure we link all the... Well, you'll yeah. send me a list. We'll link all <laughs> okay, those. Okay, all okay, okay. <laughs> really long yeah. link. Yeah. Cool. So, um, any <laughs> any last words then on, like, encouragement of, like, where to start or how to do this or even just the motivation to start doing it? So, uh, it, it's, it's all about uh, your self-confidence, how people see you, the respect that they uh, will give you because you're dressed well and because you respect them. And it shows value in knowing that you have value in yourself. That, that was a big thing for me starting out. It's, I value myself. I have confidence in myself. Like you said, Charlie, I am a redeemed child of God. I am an amazing person, seriously. And I, and I feel good enough about myself to want to show that to other people. So I'm going to dress up and I'm going to dress well because I have confidence in who I am. And I want to show that. Yep. I know who I am. I want you to know who I am. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Yeah. And the way you start, an uh, easy way to start is how you dress. Yeah. Amen. Natalie, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, exactly what you guys said. And also it's like you can start from uh, so a few items in your closet to um, adding, you know, different pieces, but ultimately like making you feel happy and ready to take on your day, you know, show who you are, um, like they said, as a redeemed child of God, um, but also just ready to feel more productive and uh, shift and change up in your life. Yeah. Yeah, gentlemen, you are Ben Hamelik, the son of a king, right? You are a redeemed child of God, but more than that, you're princes in the kingdom of heaven, and you should walk around with that kind of a that kind of an attitude, um, because that's how valuable you are. Think like there's no greater. I've said this a million times on the podcast. I'm going to keep saying it. There is no greater statement of value than to trade your life for someone else's. Like man, that guy must really love me if he trade his life for me. Well, the one yeah. life that is beyond value, that one life. The one thing beyond value, the one non-created thing, is God himself. He traded that for you. And if you recognize that's who you are, and that's your worth, and that's your value, you're going to start acting like it. And part of acting like it is also then showing respect for yourself. And if you're going to respect yourself, you're also going to treat yourself well. Um, And part of that is putting the polish on and dressing well as well. So, awesome. Love you guys. Good with the man that God created you to be. We'll talk to you next week. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.